Hello and welcome to the Licensed to Queer podcast, where we're on a mission to uncover why James Bond appeals so much to LGBTQ plus people. Why not see 007 from a different angle? It's Pride Month every month on LicensedToQueer.com. For your prides only. Yeah, we, if you'd notice, um, Licensed Queer hasn't turned its logo to monochrome because it's always rainbow. <laughs> 365 and 366 next year. Hashtag rainbow capitalism. Yeah. Um, not, not us. We are a non-profit. We are. If you want to give us money. But then. educate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, keep us in gin. Yeah. For educational purposes only. Yeah. It's Anthony and David again here with our month in Bond. We're a few days late because June has been crazy. Oh, good Lord. We're going to try and keep this podcast succinct. I know we said that last month and it went long. Did we were trying to keep, yeah, we were yeah. trying to keep these about half an hour and last month it was about 50 minutes. Yeah. So good luck with this one. But it's obviously Pride Month. So we were actually busy. Um, on the last, we normally try and put this at the last day of the month. That's my thing. That's I'm, I'm a bit sort of like OCD. Um, and we were today's the third of July. Yeah, and we were going to. We saw ABBA on Friday, and I was said to David afterwards, "We can as soon as we get back, we can like record after." That was ABBA. optimistic, but like no, we were like too hyped from ABBA, and also like if someone had had a bit too much wine. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Yeah, and it was so good. Um, more on that in a bit, but yeah, so we we were a bit late, um, so we we won't talk too much about July, other than the first two days because we went to London Pride. Oh yeah, London Pride was actually yeah. Uh, Pride in London because London Pride is a beer. There's so much else going on this month though, so it's probably good if we cover yeah. all the prides together. So yeah. we've actually been to three prides, haven't we? So we went to Wolverhampton, which yeah. is lovely because we're both from Wolverhampton, and that was our hometown. It was their first time they've done a pride in four or five years. Ever? No, no, they did, oh, one, they did five, one before. Apparently, they did one four or five years ago, oh, really? but I don't remember no, any coverage of it. And we went with um, some of our friends, Hannah and Maz, who had been on this mm. podcast before, and um, our friends, um, um, Stee and Rob, mm. and their baby Leo, and then our straight friends, um, Jamie and Lorna. And it was quite funny because we were all wearing um, different, different pride, like, flags. pride flags and for the entire day. Jamie wore Jamie the, the lesbians. He wore the lesbian flag. Um, and until so until cool. our friends Hannah and Maz, actual lesbians, turned up. No, no, Jamie still wore oh, it. Yeah, then. no, no, yeah, he no, carried on. He yeah, carried yeah. on wearing it then. Um, so, yeah, Wolverhampton Pride was really nice. It was like a cute little parade in the town. Um, sorry, city. City of Wolverhampton. Um, since and 2000. Since 2000, the Millennium City. And um, along with Brighton and Hove, gay. Mecca of oh, the UK. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say Wolverhampton's a gay mecca. No, no, they've got a good. It is gay, when we're there. Um, it's got gorgeous. Gorgeous. The gay bar. Massive gay nightclub, yeah. which I've never actually been to. And the Gifford, which is kind of not gay, but kind of yeah, at very the same time. Uh, alternative. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they did a. Um, <clears throat> they had different acts throughout the day. Um, and then they had big headliners on the evening, including Tia Coffee, Scott Mills doing a DJ set, and. Books fizz, but they can't call themselves books fizz anymore because someone's left. But so they're the fizz. It got rained, rained off, off, which is a shame. The last, but party. it was such, such an amazing. Great. I think the brilliant day. thing is with Pride, it makes the whole city you're in 
feel very welcoming. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there are still horrible things that happen. Like I've seen a few people on Twitter after London Pride oh, really? say, yeah, yeah, yeah not, not nice. But um, yeah, so that was the first Pride we went to. Yeah. Um, we didn't do Birmingham Pride this year because that was actually in May, as it always is. But that was the day we were doing Rogering, uh, Rogering. Oh, the, uh, the, um, doing the, the charity. Donate another day, donate yeah, another day. yeah. So we didn't do that. Um, but later on in the month, it was Sandwell Pride, and that's where we live currently. Yeah. For those who don't know, Sandwell is... A sort of a metropolitan borough council that's town or city. five different towns, including West Bromwich, Oldbury, Tipton, um, Wensbury, where me and David actually live, um, and one other which I always forget. Is it Great Bar? No. Well, maybe it is. Yeah. No, I think Great Bar is Birmingham. Um, Am I wrong? But um, they did a pride, and it was a lovely family event. Second time they've done it. It was a lovely family event in the park. We went with your aunt, had a picnic. That yeah, was that good. Was fun. That was really good fun. Loved that. And then this last weekend, um, we went to London Pride and we actually marched in the parade. We did. So if you're thinking, what's this got to do with James Bond? I'm sure you're not thinking that because I'm sure you're just interested in Pride stuff generally. Uh, but we represented queer Bond fans in London Pride, which was pretty cool. Yeah. There was a, a, a Facebook group called uh, Cement Mixers. So that's a reference to... Pussy Galore's uh, group of, of criminals in the novel of Goldfinger. Um, and Phil, who leads that group, he put in the application and uh, we were invited along to join in, uh, which was lovely. And there we, were about ten, nine or ten of us. Yeah, and we got a um, we got the License of Queer logo printed on a flag. Yeah, Reuben Waitman did a T-shirt version. We, got, we, had, and you had, we had the flag version, which was done by Goss uh, Drent. Um, who's um, a massive supporter of Licensed Queer. And it looked really cool as a flag. And it was just, um, it took a while to go. Um, and it was a bit... The, took... par- the parade actually lasts six hours. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it started three and a half hours before, three hours and 45 minutes before we started walking. Yeah, and we... Through towards the end but of the But it was parade, so right? nice walking around the big areas, mm. like the city, and there's so much... There's, um, I know you not, might not be listening to this in the UK, but like... At the moment in the UK, you could listen to the radio and mm. read the newspapers and watch TV channels and think that you're not supported as a queer person. But um, Especially that, if you're a trans person. Yeah, especially if you're a trans person. But on this one day, walking around the city, it makes you realise that that is yeah. um, predominantly the minority and particularly with the, the younger people. Um, and now it seems really cheesy to say, like, the kids are all right, but the kids are all right. Oh, they're yeah, much, totally. They're much more... The bigotries with the older people. Yeah, exactly. And um, I felt it was a Who really will soon experience. shuffle off this mortal, mortal coil. coil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was our Pride Month stuff. Mm. Um, we're definitely thinking of doing it again. We're, look, we're thinking of... Um, Birmingham we Pride. Can... We might put in for Birmingham Pride, Pride next, next year, year yeah. as, as licensed to queer. So people, so people can come with yeah, us. Yeah, it's a bit easier for some a lot of people to get to. To the middle of the country, isn't it? So mm. we might do that. So keep your eye on that. So, um, but that we'll go back through chronologically now. Earlier in the month, you went to celebrate the 40th anniversary of a... Octopussy. The worst Bond film of 1983. Uh, sh- shut up. Yeah, I went to the On The Tracks event at the Neat Valley Railway, which was a brilliant, brilliant event. Tons of Bond alumni. I got to sit next to, still can't quite believe this, John John Glenn for the whole of dinner, pretty much the whole of dinner. Um, And you had your photo taken with um, Magda. Oh, God, yeah. Wait, it's a slightly surreal moment. Waiting for a steam train on the platform for about half an hour with Christina Wayborn, who played Magda in Octopussy. Um... 
she was and then i spent a massive chunk of the evening talking with her as well it was just such a lovely event and it was really good because we got to go to some of the parts of the valley rail which we used for filming which you can't usually go to as members of the public yeah. also i love steam trains so it's a perfect weird, combination for me i remember reading lots of articles about people who play villains in soaps and they oh, say God, that people treat them like what villains people who play villains in soaps they get treated sort of um less positively by mm. fans and i feel like i would treat magda like that because she's a character in there where she's i feel sort like of like yeah anti, she's, she's not a hero not a hero villain. yeah and, and I, I i feel like i would hold that fictional mm. grudge mm. when if i spoke to her would be like mm. but you're not a good person there were a few other things from the start of the month so i actually visited the offices of implementing publications mm. which was really really nice um so their um publishing manager uh, invited me to pop in as I've been um, kind of liaising with them uh, for the last year or so. So that was really nice. It was yeah. really nice to see kind of where the magic happens, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and it was I love all the bookshelves. Oh, yeah. It's wall to wall bookshelves. And then not from Ian Fleming, but on the way back, you picked me up some of the um, covers for the Bond films um, and the, the sorry, the new Bond books. And yeah. um, I'm continuing my Bond reread. Mm. Um, I'm currently on Diamonds of Forever, as you know. Last month I was raving on Moonraker. You actually raced through Moonraker. Yeah, I'm finding Diamonds of Forever a bit more hard going. Yeah, there is no massive narrative but, drive. With do you Diamonds know what's forever. weird? Considering that lots of people say that nothing really happens in yeah. Moonraker and they don't oh, go anywhere, I'm finding what? like less happens. Who says that? No, but like because it's all set in England. Yeah. And it feels like you're just on that base for a lot of the thing. Right. And until they drop the cliff on... on, no, on... It's like almost like a ticking clock for no. Moonraker. But I feel like this is like, at the minute, they've just talked about smuggling diamonds. The opening, I have to say, the, yeah, yeah. the opening Stunning. with the scorpion. scorpion is incredible. Just wait till the ending. And, the ending is so good. Um, I'm currently about, say, a third into the book. In more, um, in more than a third. Um, Bond and Felix are just like on their holiday together. Yeah, it's Bond and Felix's big gay holiday. Yeah. I'm just finding it a little bit like, okay, and now suddenly it's about diamond smuggling, but now it's about like cheating at horse racing. It feels like they throw lots at the wall and like... Yeah, it just doesn't have a great kind of central plot, Diamonds Forever. Yeah. But mate, I like the new cover. So much atmosphere, so many great food and drinks and all that sort of stuff there. And I'm doing my thing... Um, you remember last month I talked about that the audio book was uh, read by Bill Nye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this month in the audio book, it's done by... Um, who's I'm staring that, at you blankly. Who's that man who was married who's ma was married to the lady from Peaky Blinders before she passed away? Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis does the, yeah. does the audio book this time. And at the start, I was like, oh, I'm not liking his American accent, but it's really grown on me. But the interesting thing is, because the audio book is um, from a few years ago, mm. um, and the new book you bought me mm. is the new mm -hmm. edited text. So far, 100, 100 pages in, words. they've changed two words. Oh, ridiculous. And they're both the same word they've changed. Oh, right. Yeah. Are you allowed to say what the word is? They changed Negro to black. Okay. So the the storm in the teacup of like, oh my God. Well, that doesn't make any, any difference at all, does it really? Especially in Spanish. <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, so yeah, so that is, speaking of Bond books, you had a Bond book club meeting. 
Yeah, so um, a few of us from the um, 007 GB Club or people who've met through the 007 GB Club, and we're going to talk a bit more about that in a minute. Um, we decided to meet at Duke's. I mean, who needs an excuse to meet at Duke's? No, but but to meet a couple of mates to talk about a Bond book um, is a really, really good excuse. So, yeah, I met the lovely Natasha and the lovely Fletcher, and we met and talked for a couple of hours about Dublin, I think, over some martinis, and then we went for some amazing seafood in a restaurant called Sheiky's, which you and I need. I've always oh, wanted really? to go. What's that? So our friend Ro uh, uh, recommended it. Oh, really? Uh, like piles of, you know how much I love shellfish. I always oh, like oh, this yeah, £35 yeah. shellfish thing. Thinking, £35? Oh, yeah, that was quite expensive. Like? No, not, not weight. in weight. <laughs> I think I'd still be eating now. So it's £35, which isn't cheap necessarily. Oh, yeah, no, but I oh thought my gosh, like if you in, see, saw the size weight. of the plate I had. So I was in shellfish heaven. It's really good. Like octopusy. Oh. Um, I just realised we buried the lead. What's the lead? Um, like the most notable thing that happened this oh, week. Oh, don't be silly. Um, I'm really proud, so I'm going to go crazy on this. David was awarded an MBE mm. for services to education. And there's a whole funny story about this, but basically he got a letter that came through the post. We had to keep it secret for quite a long time. Got a letter that came through the post. And the cool bonding thing about it yeah. is on the letter, the envelope said, on his majesty's service. Mm. Um, and first I was like, oh, David's got to do jury duty. Which would be cool. And then I noticed that the letter said from the cabinet office. And because I've got a colleague who used to work in the cabinet mm. office, I knew straight away that like, oh, it was an honour. That's an honour. Mm. Um, and yes, yeah, so David's been awarded. It's David Lobergelis, when you introduce yourself at the start of the podcast, David Lobergelis, MBE. I'm not going to start doing that. I will I will I for will. work purposes. I will. Like, I did a presentation in the centre of Birmingham today and they put MBE on the slide. I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm going to, when we go places, I'm introducing ourselves as Mr. and Mr. Lobergelis, MBE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, I, I am, I am really, you should be really proud. I am, I am really proud. You know me, I'm terrible at taking a compliment. Yeah, yeah. But I am really proud of it, to be honest. And there's a, I meant to kind of do a little bit, it, it's all happened so quickly, I meant to kind of go through the Bond books and find out whenever people add honours, because they do form a massive part of some of the books. Well, they talk about They're it They're mentioned in, um, in passing a lot. It was mentioned in... Um, End of Moonraker. No, the start of Moonraker, actually. Oh, yeah, they yeah. They talk about Lilia Ponsonby, mm. um, and basically she's got two choices in her career, because mm. they talk about her, Ian Fleming talk about her being quite close to, I forget which double O he's been shot at that time, double O nine, I think. Or double O nine. So they talk about how she's quite close to double O nine, and it's basically if she were to marry double O nine or mm. any man, she'd have to leave the service. Um Whereas if she um, remained a spinster mm. and carried on doing her job, she would then be rewarded later on with an MBA or an OB. Okay. So it's kind of like making women choose at that time between, yeah. do you want a husband? And then like, in it, and obviously if she married a blood nine, he'd mm. have to leave the service as well. Um, if you want a husband, that's cool. But if you say married to your job, you'll get an honour at the end of it. That's a difficult choice. Do I want a husband or an honour? I suppose I've hit the jackpot and got both. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, congratulations. Um, Do I get a broken wedding cake at this point? Congratulations. Yeah, oh, we noticed about broken wedding cakes. It wasn't just um, in um, a, view, a View to a Kill. It also, mm, a wedding cake and, got uh, ruined when we watched Live and Let Die. This yeah, time. yeah. So the Roger Moore uh, the seven Roger film Moore series... Ended by destroying wedding cakes. cakes. Yeah, obviously Bond doesn't 
directly destroy the one in Live and Let Die. Yeah, Live and Let Die was on TV. Um, and and it's yes, 40 years old this year. Oh, yeah, as as often happens, even though we've got multiple copies on DVD, Blu-ray, etc. If it's on, if a Bond film's on telly in the UK, we can't help but watch it. And it was also on a Sunday, which helps, because yeah. it's nice to just we making like, dinner, do it Sunday we? dinner while you watch it. Um, I really enjoyed it. They didn't cut too much out of it on TV. No, there was the usual kind of edits, but not too savage. Yeah, um, I do like that film lots. You made a cocktail, didn't you? Yeah, I made a rosy carver. Um, we're not going to have that cocktail this evening. Because we're we have very rosé. And it's no, a Monday and we're not going to open a, a bottle of wine. Um, but I made a rosy carver. Um, which I've always wanted to make. I've had that name for ages. Basically, you wanted to make a cocktail to fit the name. Yeah. and um, Rosé Carver. Rosé Carver. And essentially, it is a... Um, I'm trying to... The recipe is on licensedtoqueer.com, but I'm just going up the Instagram now. Um, it is... Um, you need um, pink carver, obviously, rosy carver, um, and... You need uh, um, 25 mil of uh, Martini Rosso, so red martini. Mm-hmm. Um, put it in a coupe glass. If you can get a pink coupe glass, that's even better because that makes it extra pink. Um, and then add a few drops of rose water. Now, I don't know if you've ever used rose water, but it's tiny amount. You only need a tiny amount because so it's so flavoured. Um, and then top up with ice cold carver mm-hmm. and enjoy as you plot your backstabbing. And um, one of your followers was like, um, I'm going to show this to Gloria. Yeah, yeah, because like to, she'd love it. We love we love the character Rosie Carver. She's like one of those survivor characters that you often get in one film. Well, she, she does whatever takes. But no, exactly. <laughs> I know she's like the sacrificial victim in Live and Let Die. But you do genuinely feel something when she yeah. dies, and so it propels quite a lot of the rest of the story and the anger you feel towards Kananga slash Mister Big. So. Yeah, great character. So you've made me thirsty. We don't have those ingredients. What should we make instead? We're going to make a traditional sort of New Orleansy cocktail. Go on. We're going to make a sidecar. Okay. Um, but um, we're going to do a bit of a twist on it. We're going to use Pacto Navier. We also don't have brandy, so we yeah. can't make a traditional sidecar. Well, no. This is this will taste just like it. Okay. Because it's Pacto Navier we're using, which is a rum by Havana Club. Um, but it's oh, the limited rum. edition one with yeah. picked up in Havana. But it's it's rum that's um, rested in brandy barrels. Oh, so it so takes on it some of those like flavours. So okay. we're going to be doing that. You need um, Cointreau um, or Grand Marnier and um, brandy and um, some sugar syrup. And a lime. And a lime, which we've got. You need lime or lemon? You lemon, can make no, a sidecar with lime or yeah, lemon. Yeah, we've got lemon. We use lemon. Okay, let's make it then. Cocktail nearly ready? Yes, I have just made a sidecar using rum. One measure of Pacto Navio rum, which don't try this with any other type of rum really because it won't taste like a sidecar. Have we ever had a rum sidecar? I don't know, is that, would that be called something else? Yeah, it's probably it's got like, another name, hasn't it? Like, you know, like Boulevardier. Mm. You know what, though? I don't see sidecars on menus very often. No, no. Although, like, any place you do where does the classics, they should do it. So it's um, one measure of um, brandy. In this time, I use a brandy flavoured rum. Half a measure of an orange liqueur. I use Cointreau. Um, some lemon juice and a sugar cube and mix it all together. Oh, you use sugar cube rather than... Syrup or yeah, uh, maple or anything. Okay. Used in the, um... 
the Oh, that's lovely. It, it, do, like it doesn't taste exactly like psycho. It actually tastes arguably even better. Well, lovely. So I made it. So yeah, um, I think is there a recipe for a sidecar on License Queer? Uh, I think we did a version of one. There's so many on there. Yeah. There's over fifty. I can't remember them all. But I think we did do a version of a sidecar at some point. Yeah. Um, yes, we did. You did solitaires, box car. Oh really? Is it? Yeah, there is a blue version to uh, with blue curacao instead. Oh yeah, of, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Makes it slightly green with this when you do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're drinking a sidecar right now. It's one of our favourite cocktails, actually. Um, but like you say, it's um, it doesn't you don't often see it on menus. No. like anywhere. You know, you're in a good cocktail place where you can see a sidecar. You've got car. loads of them in New Orleans. Oh, tons of them. Um, do you want to jump to the talk about travel? We talk about New Orleans. Uh, yeah, actually, might as well. Um, the uh, people might have already uh, seen that the on the Life Square website that Kim Sherwood and I had a really nice chat about seventy years of Fleming a few weeks ago, um, and uh, anyone who uh, had a ticket for that um, could actually join Kim and me live uh, to ask us questions, get involved in the chat, that kind of thing. Uh, it was a really, really fun event, to be honest. And uh, even though we put it together at very much the last minute, like with a week before the event last time, we're giving people a bit more lead time. And this month's, this, the, we like pr probably... Summer holiday theme. Yeah, so 22nd of July on Zoom, join Kim and with me, talking about 8pm BST. I think because it's a Saturday this time, more people will be able to join us. Um, and we're going to be talking about traveling with Bond. Um, we, it's not going to be kind of like, uh, you know, we just share oh, all the glorious places we've been to from Bond stories. Because to be honest, there's so many places from Bond stories, both in the films and the books, we haven't been yeah, to. Yeah, because I was, uh, I know the other day that you did a post and you talked about where, because um, um, we're quite well traveled and mm -hmm. like on the Thrilling Cities book. I, uh, I came to like there's like four, four places that I'd been in the Thrilling Cities. I think I've been to a couple more. Yeah, because there's a few places that where you and I have not been together and yeah. stuff like that. But I was surprised quite how much he got around, even compared to us. Like mm. when we travelled. Well, he was paid to do it for yeah, his yeah. column yeah. in the newspaper. But um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that's really exciting because um, I always imagine. Back in the day, the books would have felt a little bit like, wish you were here. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. So it's not really just kind of like, oh, uh, have you been to this place? Have you been to that place? Sort of what we're going to talk about is the whole idea of traveling bond and why travel is such an important part of the books. Mm -hmm. And even if you've never been to any of the places in a bond book or a bond film, how bond kind of inspires a love of other cultures and wanting to visit places. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, because I know, like, I've heard you plan with what you want to talk about. Yeah. And um, obviously, I'm going to help facilitate with Ellie again. But um, Ellie can't make this one. Oh, can't she? So you she? are facilitator. So I'm, I'm lead facilitator. Mm. Um, but I'm quite looking, like, one of the things that I thought about, um, what I would pick was sort of like the Dover Coast um, as mm. a, from, um, from Moonraker. Yeah. Um, it makes Kent seem like a really nice That'd place be to cool, visit. Because I know we're not planning to go away oh, in the summer. We should go to Ooh. the, 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 the we've gone very tour. close to it. Remember when we went on that 
cruise to Norway. We drove to mm-hmm. like Cambridge, that sort of yeah. area in Dover. Canterbury. Oh, Canterbury, that yeah, yeah Canterbury. I was going to say Can- yeah, Cambridge, Cambridge isn't my very close to Dover. Um, but yeah, so I thought that would be like that yeah, for me that. seems is a place that's like from a Bond novel, and it's not like Nassau or anything like that where you think of James Bond going there, but it's, it's such a key mm-hmm. part. Like for me, I've seen a lot of people who reviewed it at the time and we're like, England is the star of that book. It's mm-hmm. so much about England. Um, and the, 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 the beach before the rock. The chalk lives. Yeah. It's, it's such to a get cool, melted by molten chalk. It's, um, it, it's a really cool location. So that's what I would have picked. So if you want to join us as say 22nd July, 8 PM BST, uh, if you are a paid subscriber to Kim's Substack, where she sends out regular um, newsletters and things, uh, then your your entrance is completely free. And if you aren't, uh, I can't actually remember how much the tickets are, £9 or something like that. Something like that. So do feel free to join us. Um, it'd be really, really nice. Uh, it was a quite an, a really nice group last time. We had a really nice chat. We'll talk for about 30, 40 minutes-ish, uh, Kim and mate. And then we'll throw it open to the floor. Speaking of Kim, mm. um, she revealed the cover for the paperback oh my version Lord. of what a cover! And I was like, I saw it, and I was, it's got like two figures, and I was like, oh, but like there's three, there's double, three O's. double O's, and I was like, wait, one of them's in the car, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. so clever because mm. it's Joanna Harwood's car. Even though, mild spoiler alert, the three characters never actually meet as a three yeah. in the book. I just thought the cover really cool. Yeah, the cover is really cool. Yeah. Um, and apparently it took quite a lot of versions to get to that oh cover. Oh, really? I don't think I'm betraying any confidences here, but yeah, Kim's said that she had to kind of fight to kind of get that cover. I love that cover. Uh, it's got the cool gold stuff of the um, hardback version, mm. but it's such a cool idea to have like the two people and then the car because when you pick that up, like it'll be striking because of the car and stuff. But when you pick that up and you read it, you'll then realize that all three of them are on the cover. Yeah. It's really, really clever. If you, I'm presuming everyone who's listening to this has read Double or Nothing by this point. But if you haven't, it's an amazing book. Yep. And the new one should be out in spring ish. Yep. And also in the month of, I know you and Kim did a little joint thing as well again. Because um, in the month of June it was Windrush Day, and yeah, yeah, a little celebration. Jo- oh, before. I forgot about that. So Joseph Dryden is a descendant of Windrush. It's alluded to, um, sort of indirectly in the novel, uh, but Kim confirmed that she always envisioned him. Which makes complete sense for him to be a descendant of someone who came on the Empire Windrush ship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you in fact did, I some, did some funky art. AI art that. Uh, a very very specific kind of search Look. on an app yeah so um yeah and it was kind of a visualization of what joseph dryden aka the new 004 might look like that was really good yeah so um that's on the license to queer instagram account um i'm jumping back to this last weekend we saw um talking of ai we saw abba oh yeah um and it was like it was all computers and holograms. So Abba Voyage in London. But it was Stratford. It was Stratford like in London, not Stratford maybe. Abba it's like they were really there. It was so good. What's that gonna do with James Bond? I was Here we go. thinking 
like wouldn't it have been cool if instead of like Shirley Bassey doing Moonraker, mm. like they went with an actual disco disco ABBA doing Moonraker. How cool would it have been mm. to do ABBA doing Moonraker? And I did see, I sent you a message about it, didn't I? I did see that um Oh yeah, someone some online that had like said Bond that songs. like um there's a there's like a music cue in James Bond. Bond seventy seven. No, no, where is it? Let me just send it find it for you again. One minute. Um I sent it to you the other day. Um I, I, I Googled to see like in my head is like, were Abba ever considered to do a Bond mm. song? And somebody online had said that um the um opening ski scene um from the spy who loved me. Yeah, sounds like the opening of Voulez-vous. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, and um, I also thought when we're there, how cool will it be? Like, I, I know there's like ethical things involved. Like, Abba were all agreed and were scanned to be part of this. Oh show. God, I, hope, I think how, I know where you're going. But how cool will it be to do Sean something? Connery. No, not that, but like, just the technology's there, which also leads us into indie. But the technology's there now where you can really mm. make that look fairly real, where we saw Indiana Jones and Indy. Yeah, so I know you last Wednesday here. Young Harrison Ford. But how cool it would be to June. do like a concert of all the Bond themes mm. and even those people who are no longer with us, they could yeah. be in that concert. Yeah. Because that ABBA thing was spectacular. It was, yeah. But, Indiana Jones. Um, I love that film. The the new yeah, one. Yeah, the new one. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it yeah, it was a great adventure film, but also meant something, which I think all the Indiana Jones films do more or less. Apart but, from the fourth, well, one. okay, maybe not the fourth one, but I know I really really enjoyed it. And obviously, there's there's all I won't you know everyone listening to this already know the Bond parallels. You know the fact that Bond was kind of like the origin of Indiana Jones, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas going, let's make a Bond film. No, let's do this instead. Um, but it was really interesting. I thought um, I'm not going to spoil the ending of Dial of Destiny because it's so Bond just been released. Actor in it. it does, yeah, yeah. It's Bond the Sony Bond connection. The villain. Yeah, the Sony Bond connections. Um, but the ending was an interesting contrast, shall we say, with No Time to Die. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the way I thought it was going. I thought it was going. Going. No time well, to I'm die. not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, Last year, Bond turned the cinematic Bond turned sixty, mm-hmm. and I was listening to. I've been listening to this. Um, people know that I like comic books, and I've been listening to this really, really cool podcast plug for them. It's called Marvel by the Month, mm. um, and these people who are got such a big task for them. They're going through um, every single Marvel comic book in the order they came out by publication month. So each month is a separate episode of the podcast. So they're starting with the very first edition uh, when Fantastic Four number one come mm. out. And then the next month they do a few other books that come out and it starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but it was really interesting to see how... Uh, the other thing they do is they talk about what's really happening in the world, cultural and historical and um, significant events in the world. But obviously, like I mentioned, also cultural things. So they talk about Beatles songs coming out and all that kind of stuff. But it's really interesting that um, you see, you start to see, because um, Stanley was nothing if but a plagiarist, <laughs> you start to see like 
him seeing what's happening in other popular culture stuff and then suddenly within six to nine months which is what the t- sort of time it takes yeah, to for an issue yeah. to come through it comes into it and it's really interesting that they recently in one of the ones i was reading in like the end of 1961 early 62 they introduced nick fury as a war um character in like a 1940s set book and then they were starting to talk about different cultural events and they got to 1962 when dr no came out ah. and then nine months later um almost to the day in an issue of fantastic four um reed richards is up against it and he needs some help and he goes to see his old friend nick fury and now obviously because fantastic four is set in the 60s because yep. it's real time but Nick Fury is now a super spy working for the CIA. And he was just very much that, like, they seen James Bond come out. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is wildly popular. Mm, we need a spy mm. now in our series. Um, so, yeah, so, like, it's just interesting that quite how quickly. I know because um, Nick Fury, obviously, Samuel L. Jackson is really big and Secret Invasions on TV right now. But it all comes back to James Bond, really. Mm-hmm. Like, if it mm-hmm. wasn't James... I know it's Cold War and there's spies and all that kind of stuff anyway. But it felt very noticeable that it was related to James Bond. Mm. Everything always comes back to James Bond, darling. You know that by now. Yeah. And just last 60s, last comic book thing I'm going to mention, 60 years this weekend, yesterday, the most important property, cultural thing in my life, turned 60 yesterday x-men and there is a james bond link obviously with three james bond stars being Mm x-men um so yeah happy 60th birthday x-men only one year but how cool but weird is that that like both things that we love were like a year Mm -hmm. within each other Mm -hmm. anything else we want to talk about this time I, i just a few kind of things connected with bond um some more tangential than others, but I watched the Noel Cow documentary Mad About the Boy, um, and it does have Ian Fleming in there, which it, of course, should do, because Noel Coward uh, was a really close friend of Ian Fleming. So if you don't know anything about Noel Coward, it's like the perfect documentary in a sense. It's got a cool Adam Lambert cover. And it's got an Adam Lambert cover of Mad About the Boy, the original lyrics, which make it clear that it is a man, married to a woman, but fantasising about a guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth watching. And even if you do know a lot about Noel Coward, who I researched a lot for articles I've I've written, um, it's got lots of new footage and stuff. So definitely worth a watch. Adam Lambert would do a really good cover version of Diamonds. Oh, would you? Yeah. Um, you top the David McCallum version. There, yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. um, I think so. Um, quickly, I know we've mentioned it so many times on this podcast, but um, you also got a very early in the month to watch the simu cast of my name is bond oh yeah so we did talk about this last month so it won't it's actually uh, happen yeah the we, in fact i've watched it another, twice this month twice <laughs> so we watched the live stream of my name is bond the japanese musical of casino royale which um, and a few people joined us which was really lovely yeah and, and it's then, really really good the, the yeah um i watched little bits of it i didn't feel like it I, when the alarm went off at five in the morning, I was like, I'm stuck asleep. Yeah, true. Yeah. It was me early. You uh, can actually walk buy a DVD and Blu-ray of it, but there's no subtitles on it. Oh, really? So I'm tempted to buy the Blu-ray anyway, yeah. and then just watch it for the spectacle. Yeah, yeah, because that's how we saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's fitting, yeah. isn't it? Um, and then lastly, um, more that we'll talk about next month, but there's a big... Um, gala this coming weekend isn't there yeah so we'll talk about this in the next month's episode but um this coming saturday 8th of july 
we are, uh, you, me, and I think it's about 140 something other people yeah. are going to on the, a warship on a World War II warship, warship in Doctor the Thames. If you've ever been to London and done all the touristy things, there's a good chance you've been to HMS Belfast. Um, so we're taking over the warship uh, for the evening and we're doing it um, as, as a gala dinner for the first year of the 007 GB Club. Um, and as part of the evening, we're going to be auctioning 21 items for UNICEF. So we've done lots of fundraising for UNICEF in the past. Um, and 007 GB Club have chosen that as the charity for at least the first year. Yeah. So that's going to be a really special event. Just need to finalise our outfits. Yep. Like, um, it's black tie, but we're both... We're not doing black tie. We're both sort of... We're still dressing smart. We're breaking like the we're rules of fashion. We're like hot pants and stuff. No. Um, but we're, um, like, I want to dress not... I want to dress in a way that, like, references my style. So I'm doing that. And you are also um, riffing Gosh, on some Sean Connery. Sean Connery Luke's. Yeah. David going Smushed to this, together. David's going to this thing in the Terry Tolling shorts and <laughs> shirt. Or um, I'm going beyond Bond and I'm wearing the red leotard thing from Zardoz. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really funny. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, so more about that over on the License to Queer um, social media channels over yeah. the weekend. And obviously we'll speak about that next month. Remember, you can um, check out the cocktails and anything on the website. Um, over at licensequeer.com, spelt either of the ways, but spell it the English way because that is the right way. Um, <laughs> and obviously, Licensequeer is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and YouTube. Bye. Bye bye.